What's up everybody? Coming back with some manager training audio only edition Ooh. today. Audio yeah. only edition. We look, we look much better in the audio we, only edition. Brian and I are huddled around a microphone. Our faces are 12 inches apart. We're just staring deeply into each other's eyes. And it's a shame it's audio only today. Brian and I are also both wearing Halloween costumes. Um, dressed as Buzz Lightyear and Woody from Toy Story. Obviously, Brian is Woody and I'm Buzz. Of course, Buzz. naturally. Um, <laughs> trying to break the tall person stereotype, guys. Just because I'm tall and jovial doesn't mean I have to be Woody. You're Woody every day, Tim, so just at least with, today I get to be Woody. <laughs> just, without, just without even the costume and the cowboy attire. Uh, welcome, everybody. We Yeah, we're working on getting this uh, audio quality improved. For now, we're just going to stick with an audio-only version. Uh, you guys can throw this on. Hopefully, you're listening wherever the Lord has led you today in your life, listening to this. Um, we're closing our Relatable series. Today is the end, the, the end. final session of our Relatable Manager series. Over the course of the uh, previous sessions, we've highlighted um, some behaviors uh, to be mindful of. We've mind be my, my, what is the phrase again? Mindful. Mindful. No, the, the ditches just, part. What's the oh, ditch part? Mind the ditches. Mind the ditches. We're minding. Mind. Those, these are behaviors we want to be aware of and, and, and careful to uh, be reflective in ourselves and see how they might come out in the way that we lead. Um, I thought the expression was mind the, dish, the ditches, like put landmines like land in mines. them. No. Which you also want to avoid those, that, Brian. That so it could have worked. It could have worked by analogy. But anyways. Um, so we covered some of the more driver-related uh, behaviors for managers that are more oriented that way. We covered some behaviors of uh, managers who are more ministry-minded and focused in the last session that we covered. And so today we're kind of wrapping it all up and bringing it all together. So we're taking this, taking this home, Brian. Taking this home. Give us some introductory thoughts as we close out this series. I'm going to give one... Bonus ditch, I guess. Oh, a bonus, a bonus. <laughs> well, yeah, one kind of last idea, um, something to be mindful, mindful. of. Mindful. M-I-N-D-F-U-L. Yes. Mindful. Uh -huh. um, and that's this is this idea of kind of getting uh, stuck in what I'll call initial influence. So mm -hmm. um, as leaders, sometimes we can come maybe with a little bit of, I'll say, natural charisma or vision. Um, and sometimes we can begin to lean maybe a little bit too heavily on those over time. And if you find yourself in a place where, hey, I'm regularly kind of just leaning on charisma or even on apology and gratitude. Kind of good like, manners. Good manners. Like, <laughs> man, I'm just regularly, oh, I'm so thankful for you. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for your contribution. Or leaning heavily on, oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. And... In time, if you lean a little too heavily on kind of charisma and gratitude and apology, um, that initial, you kind of get stuck in that initial mm. influence, but you haven't actually, I think, connected with the, the person in a way that um, drives towards really earning personal impact, mm. where you've kind of, in time, you've, you've demonstrated enough relatability and even some of the stuff we're gonna talk about, about how we work and how we lead, you haven't demonstrated enough of that to kind of earn the respect and earn the voice to go to the next level. Mm. And um, I think it's a it's kind of a place that we can end up in if we're not careful. Where yeah. it's just, man, I'm super grateful for you and I'm super apologetic if I make a misstep. And we've got a lot of vision and a lot of kind of charisma. But 
it kind of stalls there. Sure. Um, and I think some of the things we talked about in relatability uh, can help people to truly um, see the people that they're working with. Yeah. See them as individuals, see their context, see their work. Um, and that can kind of lead into this, really the last thing I want to share is we're kind of closing out the relatable series, which um, as you begin to truly see people, you can open the door to moving into what I would call a higher calling or really the privilege of actually coaching people, mm-hmm. of actually becoming a coach, mm-hmm. not assuming the role of a coach, but becoming a coach. Um, and that's, I think, very distinctly different from managing or, or even mentoring. Mm. So managing managing tasks, managing responsibilities and so forth um, uh, is very different from even mentoring and coaching. Sometimes we use mentoring and coaching interchangeably, but I, yeah. I think they're different. Yeah. Um, an example or kind of an analogy that I use to try to highlight the, the difference, difference between a mentor and a coach. Um, I think about the idea of someone who's training to be a boxer. So they're in the ring, they're training to be a boxer. Well, their coach is with them every day as they're training. They're in the ring with them. They are giving them very personal feedback. Move this way, move that way. Hold your hands a little lower, hold them higher. Don't die. Don't die, right. So like they're in there with them every day. And I think I kind of use the language, they're getting, the coach is gonna get a little sweat on them. Like they're in in the ring with them and there's a real proximity that's involved. There's a lot of time that's involved. And there's a certain kind of personalization and targeting that's involved. Mm. And that's what a coach is doing. Now you imagine that boxer, um, he comes out of the ring at the end of the training session, takes a shower, puts on their clothes, walks across the street, and then they sit down in the coffee shop with their mentor. Yeah. You know, and once a month they meet with their mentor, their mentor gives them a little bit more maybe general boxing career <laughs> mentorship. Yeah, insight, and that's a thoughts, good, you know, yeah. it's a good thing. You know, they're speaking from their experience, but it is um, a very different thing. Yeah. The difference between a coach and a mentor. And I think as we build relationships with people, um, we, we can be invited into actually being a, co- a coach. Mm. And I think as leaders and managers, most of us would love to be in that place of being a coach. Um, and it just requires that proximity, that time, yeah. that targeting that comes with being highly relatable. Yeah. Um, it's not generic, it's not irregular. Um, it's just, it's very close and it's very targeted. What it doesn't mean is that the coach gets in the ring on fight night. You know, the coach doesn't glove up on fight night. Yeah. They're not in the ring on game day. Yeah. That does not mean that we're taking over the job of the people that we're working yeah. with. It even means that at some stages you might be much closer as the coach um, earlier on than you might be in later stages. That's part of personalizing and targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have a young, younger staff member who's really learning you're much closer your coaching role and that is even different than maybe if you are coaching a, a staff member that's got much more exposure and experience. Um, so I would say the, the 
grand prize at the end of really yeah. <laughs> growing in relatability, I would say, is the opportunity to operate as a coach. Yeah. Um, and not just presuming that up front, but understanding that there's a relatability that has to happen in order for that um, to come about. And there's a real vulnerability in it, you know, mm. because if you're in a coaching relationship, neither side can hide. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, if you're in a mentoring relationship, reality is the mentor, the mentee, they can hide in some sense. Yeah. You know, but when you get that level of proximity, there's no hiding. It's a real, as the coach, you have a, a real honest credibility that's on the line. Can I really come in and, and spend the time with you, target the help with you to help you grow and learn? Um, and there's just, I think, a real authenticity to that. There's a real willingness to carry the weight of other people as mm. a leader. Like, I'm not willing to, I'm not just willing to point you in the right direction. I'm willing to carry some weight with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's, at least for me, that's kind of the, the prize at the end of the road is the opportunity to actually get to be a coach. Yeah. And, you know, I might be able to mentor 50 people, but I can probably only coach 10. Because of the time, proximity, the personalization that it requires to coach it's a lot more of an investment you you can't spread that you can't spread something and if you think <laughs> hey I'm, I'm coaching 30 people you're not you're not <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah and it just by the nature of what it requires right uh you're you're probably not as people as our managers so pe yeah, people in general our team in particular our our supervisors they're on their journey to become more relatable they see that this unique privilege of being able to coach their staff they see that as sort of the the prize or the goal to have that you know next layer down influence but they're going how do I how do I customize my leadership approach so that I can gain that privilege with my staff how do I not assume that I have that role but how do I earn and kind of gain more influence in that particular role how would you encourage a staff member who they're on their relatable journey they're trying to mind their trenches and ditches and they're trying to figure out what are my areas of growth but how do i grow in being able to look at each individual and lead them uniquely yeah i think there's a bit of of real with self in that um what are my barriers to that mm. some of them could be practical like do i actually have the time right like have i set my life up in a way that i actually have the time to spend with whomever those people are. Mm. And then there's some maybe, I'll say softer side um, elements. Am I, am I trying to operate from the perspective of a servant leader? Which means when I sit down with Tim, am I thinking more about what do I need from Tim? Where do I need Tim to go? Mm. What am I expecting of Tim? Or am I trying to think a little bit more through Tim's lens and understand what is he working on, what is he dealing with, what challenges is he facing, and then do that uniquely and separately when I sit down with Dan Ross or Jeff Y or Zach Applegate. Mm -hmm. um, I think creating the time, creating the mental space, and just honestly, am I willing to? Yeah. Like, or is my, is my thing, my momentum, what I'm working on, of more paramount importance versus um, helping? knowing and helping that person with their pursuit yeah load challenge um hmm. and, and and am i willing to walk through it at a pace that's comfortable for them yeah you know? 
Um, and I, I think those are some of the things that are at the heartbeat of relatability. Um, is it, I understand leadership and I broad brush it across everyone and push this thing forward. Right, right. <laughs> or am I going to sit down for a minute and understand what they're dealing with? Yeah. And, and factor that into pacing and load and all the things I'm trying to totally, manage. Totally, yeah. And do I actually believe that we will get a better result organizationally mm. when I do? Yes. Than if I broad brush and push? Yeah. Do I actually believe it? Yeah. And if I actually believe in the people and I've got the good people, then I have seen and experienced that that's where you actually get the result as well. Yeah. As counterintuitive as that might feel sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and I, I love our attribute of relatability and all of our conversations because they seem to all sort of gravitate back to this one idea of, do I have the faith that if I deal with someone in a way that's more comfortable for them, that the outcome will be better? Yeah. And it's as, yeah, it's as counterculture. <laughs> it feels risky. It's it as countercultural as the upside down kingdom we all believe in. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, well, I'm glad you super spiritualized yeah. it before I did because I was about to say, if we, if anybody could have broad brushed an approach to leading people, it would have been Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like he, if anyone could have done it, yeah, and and we would have said, yeah, he he might have a way that just works for so, everybody. Somehow, he did. somehow yeah, Matt, right. you know, supernaturally it works, for, and yet he didn't even do that. And models to us so many different ways of engaging, sometimes with a lot of truth. Sometimes with a lot of tears, sometimes with questions, sometimes with bold statements and accusations. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean the whole toolkit. toolkit. Yeah. yeah. So I just I again not to not to take it too super spiritual, but I think we do need to take it to that level at some way to say where do we even get the strength to do this? Where do we even? He is the model. I mean, we actually we're not just doing a manager series for some organization out in the world. We are a church. <laughs> so yeah. there's even like, he is the model. He, Jesus is the model. We so really actually believe these things. Jesus is the answer, guys. That is the <laughs> truth. Um, this has been a great series. I'm really excited. We have a couple other ones. I'll even throw out a teaser for, this isn't even the next one. It's probably something for early next year. Um, we're actually going to go more in depth in each of our attributes. So we did this right. relatable manager whole series, which sort of is, you know, loosely a derivative of our attribute of relatability, but we're actually going to go one by one through our attributes. So I'm pumped for that because we'll get to kind of build that out more since we've rolled it out uh, at the back at the beginning of 2021. So we got another series. I'm going to leave an ambiguity today. Oh, we're going to leave it good. shrouded. It's coming up next. Um, it's going to be building off of uh, still the, the premise and the idea that we're working on growing our thinking over tools and tactics. And so we're going to attack a different topic with that as our foundation coming soon. Coming soon. So next up, though, team, uh, we are going to do a manager meetup uh, coming very soon. It's either going to be the whenever you're listening to this, either it's probably going to be within a week or so of when you hear this. Um, bring your questions from this entire last session, all the sessions we've done so far. We'd love to hear your questions, what's been standing out to you, situations you're going through. We'll have a great time to talk together about all of those things. Awesome. Brian, do you have any other thoughts as we're moving into this holiday season that you would want to share with all of our managers while I get ready to press stop on this recording? You are a better Woody and I'm a better buddy. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what we have come to believe is that our Toy Story characters are better defined as such. All right, everybody. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays. We'll see you soon.